Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 546th edition of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. I'm your host as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Yeah, dude, I'm doing fine. Oh, man, after this last week of work, I have pretty much like just kind of tuned out a lot of different things. But I'm just focused upon just having some relaxation, playing some more games. Probably get back to playing a couple of different games to start this past week. But uh, man, other than that, I <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm doing all right. Uh, we had a I screwed up, so we're doing this set for people watching or listening later. Um, we're doing this the intro again. I found I realized a few minutes in that I forgot to hit the record button for the video part. So my bad. <laughs> Uh, but no, I'm doing all right. You know, uh, we, we, we just mentioned, uh, weather's getting nicer outside. So it's been, uh, you know, it's, you know, I know weather like the most, like the, the most annoying thing to talk about on podcasting, but it matters to me. God damn it. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, I'm feeling a lot better, uh, you know, out there with, uh, it's been getting nicer out. So I've been taking uh, my dog on a lot more WLKs, um, yeah. every night before bed, uh, on, on the work, you know, especially on the, on the weeknights, um, uh, trying to take them on a nice little, not a long uh, one, but like we have like a, like a nice little square in in the middle of my like my apartment complex I'm on, so I take my nice little one of those a good little five minute walkabout and uh, been enjoying all that. So uh, makes you know I think you know because I'm I'm definitely in the negative on the the walks, so uh, it's good to you know, I'm trying to make up for those because last couple of years uh, with work being pretty crazy. Uh, I haven't been able to give a lot of those, especially you know, when six months out of the year, it's, it's terrible outside. So, um, well, yeah, but yeah, you know, enjoying all that, but Gables, I got some important news to talk about before we even get to the yeah. games. I don't know What's up? if you've seen the news. I'm assuming you have, it's everywhere. Taylor Swift is single. <laughs> Why did I know this is going to come up in the show? Cause Gables, well, you, it's, you, it's funny. Dude, it's funny when I scroll on the Twitter and all of a sudden I see you post that little article and stuff. And the thing about it, <laughs> the first thought that popped into my mind is this is going to be something that's going to be <laughs> And sure as hell. <laughs> what, did you not like my gif? <laughs> oh my god, that was Oh, we won. Out. Hello there. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, Joe, they've been together almost seven years now. About, uh, and people don't know if you've listened for a long time you know i'm big swifty um i've been there for a while um uh, since red i w- not not wasn't a big fan of the country taylor I'm, I'm like red on i'm a fan of major fan of um you know and uh so you know like i said joe and her have been together for almost seven years um uh, mm-hmm. and you know, hey he's an actor he's done pretty well for himself I actually watched. I didn't realize. Um, like I know of him. I, I didn't realize who, who she was dating this whole time, until today when I saw a picture of them together. And I watched yeah. a show last year he was in. It's like a British show. It was actually pretty good. I can't remember what it was called. Um, uh, but I, I, you know, you see a lot of him in the nude in that in that show, and I could see why <laughs> uh, she dated him. I'm sure he's a nice guy as well. But I've seen the 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 bits and the bobs and everything like that. I'm like, hmm, I date that too. Um, but Gables, we gotta get down to the brass tacks here. Okay. At what point 
do I make my move? <laughs> I don't know why he's laughing at me. He's choking now. Uh, at what point do you make your move? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. Uh, um, uh, yeah, I'm trying to be considerate. You know, it's, it's a seven-year relationship. I'm not saying like, I'm going to go out there and make a move today. But, like, a month? Two months? Um, Three months? Maybe make it a... Make it about seven weeks. Seven, seven weeks? Only one one week for almost every year? Is that what we're thinking here? <laughs> that's, that's actually a pretty decent policy. Um, there you go. Now it's like... For as long as somebody's been around with each other or something, you just put that in the number of weeks. Right, that's a good so idea. if it's like 10 years, put about 10 weeks. All right. That sounds fair. That sounds fair. <laughs> huh. Okay. <laughs> you know, because like, I'm not saying I got a good shot here, but it's, it's, you know, it's like Dumb and Dumber. One in a million, you know? So you're saying there's a chance. That's all I need. You know, because, like, look at me here. You just want to shoot? You just want to shoot your shot. shoot my shot, you know? I'm just like, you know, am I going to be Steph, Steph Curry from the logo, or am I going to be Shaquille O'Neal from the free throw line? Who knows? Um, probably closer to Shaquille O'Neal from the free throw line. Um, but, uh, you know, like, you know, I'm definitely, I'm like, I'm like Forrest Gump, but, like, from the look department where he's like, I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is. I'm not a good-looking guy. I'm an, like, I'm from Iowa. I'm like an Iowa five, <laughs> six if I work really hard at it, you know. Um, but hey, like I said, just gotta shoot your shot. So then it's like I gotta fit in now. I'm like, how do I get to the point where I can shoot my shot? You know, like I don't want to be the creepy guy in the DMs. I'm sure she's her DMs are full right now. Uh, you know, like at what if she actually has them open? That's true. It's <laughs> to a good begin with, I didn't think about that. Gave us this on her. Oh boy! Well, think about it. If you have so many, if you have so many horny, desperate men that want to go forth and try to hit on that, of and course women, you're gonna have your DMs shut. Yeah. And women, yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna say yeah. like <laughs> that's an impossibility. No, I'm sure so. there's a lot of women out there that would that shoot the shot too. No, I'm blaming. Um, mm. fuck. Yeah, this is a whole nother hurdle here. I gotta go through. I didn't even think about Gables. Shit. Well. It could be. I, I could see this romantic setting just play out perfectly, okay. dude. All you need to do is just go do it like a child space event. Just have some Mario Kart playing right there. Just invite her to that, okay. and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, let's meet some kids in Mario Kart. There we go. Oh my God, yes. I I impress her with my ability to destroy children in Nintendo games. It's my one superpower. Thank Gables is like my love guru. You're my hitch. I am Kevin James, and you are my Will Smith. Oh Jesus. Is... Oh, could you just imagine? Could you just imagine just like going through just that double team with you and Taylor Swift or something like that, going through Mario Kart yeah, and you... just her just like ramming into fucking kids like off the road and you're just tail behind with a fucking red turtle shell. I mean, Gables, you just asked me if I ever thought about me and Taylor Swift double teaming, and the the, the answer is many times. <laughs> <laughs> Combination of me laughing and this damn cold sucks. Yeah, but still. He was teabagging earlier. It was a great time. Um, <laughs> man, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know if she'd be impressed my, by my ability of making children cry in Nintendo games or not. It might be a turnoff. I don't know. Maybe she's like, you should let them win, you know? But I don't know. Like, I like. Well, you could just say that it's kind of like an even kilter thing because you have that one day of the year where you raise money for kids. That is true. That's a good point. That's a good point. 
Unless it's like it, it, it's it, hmm. it's like a morally like kind of off balancing thing, you know. I mean, you raise money like every year through extra life and stuff to help kids, and then you simultaneously tear down their confidence and everything else and suddenly yeah. because like, hey, of a Mario Kart. Hey, hey, little guy, this sucks right now. I just want you to carry this feeling for the rest of your fucking life. <laughs> it's a good idea. <laughs> like, you know this miserable feeling you feel right now? This is your thirties. You little bitch. <laughs> Hopefully she never sees this because I feel I feel like this is gonna destroy any chance I have. I might have to like oh. I might have to like delete this podcast after like if Dude, the first day happens. If anything, this is if anything or something like that, we're gonna look on the we're gonna look on this video probably the next couple of years or something like that, or next five years ahead and just look back and like, Hey, remember that time you tried to get Taylor Swift? Like, yeah. We got ratioed to shit. Yeah. yeah, we did. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. The Swifties will be the Swifties will be big mad at me. <laughs> I'm a Swifty. They're gonna be mad at me, um, but you, you sons of bitches, if you come at me, don't don't look, don't act like you weren't thinking the same fucking thing. All right. But if why you're here, hit that thumbs up button. We really appreciate it. Oh yeah. Hit the five stars. Before you send me the angry, abusive uh, message or report me or whatever, at least you know, at least click the like button. At least give me that five star review. At least leave a nice little comment. You know. Just at least get like the common courtesy. Just give us a little yeah. thumbs up or something like that. Oh, tap tap through. While you're while you're pissed off at me, hit that like button over there by Gable's junk, because it'll make him feel good about himself at least before you destroy me. <laughs> all right. And what little self confidence I have left in me at this point in my in my mid thirties. Oh jeez. You know, fun fact, Gables. Taylor Swift and I, both born in 1989. Oh, that's true too. My birthday's May 7th. Hers is December 13th. It's the same. Well, there you go, man. Pretty close. I mean, it's like it's like a match made in heaven here, you know. <laughs> she plays fantastic oh, music, fills out stadiums, three days in a row, um, all over the world. I do a podcast on YouTube while simultaneously destroying kids in Mario while Kart. While sim- sim- simultaneously just... making children cry in Mario Kart. Yes, I was going to leave that part out because I was hoping that wouldn't get clipped and she'd see it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's the stupidest thing we've ever done. Uh, it's probably one of the most amazing things we've ever true. done. True, also, but uh, <laughs> man, if we ever, if I ever get this, would be the of all the things that like get people mad at me. This would be it. Uh, Impressed with the skills of just dangling that banana peel right behind just before they try to cross. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm like, I'm like first day. I'm like the key is that you want to really make them cry. You put the banana. You you hold the L button down, and it puts the it holds the banana behind you. So when they shoot the red shell, you block it. Now you see, man. I wouldn't explain every single thing on the controller. Don't do like a Greg Miller moment. You're trying to explain how to play a fucking Madden or some on the PS2 controller to your date. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't want to mansplain your thing. I imagine she's really good at Mario Kart. If there's one game she plays, it's probably Mario Kart. She's on a tour bus. Probably ain't much to do, you know. Imagine she's gonna switch. Dude. What if she's got a Steam Dude. Deck, dog? That might be a little too much for me. That might be like, I don't know if this will work. It'll out. blow your mind. I don't know if it'll work out. I'm like, I don't know about this. That's too weird. <laughs> I don't know what's. I don't know what's more impressive. Like you just actually think of forefront ahead. Like what? What if she's actually one of the bigger gamers than I am? Or two and stuff. It's like, oh man, one of the things like two just me just trying to dive deep inside of old obscure podcast beyond references i mean jesus christ Cables, what if she like starts giving me elder ring tips 
<laughs> Not impossible. She Tyler, just starts telling me get but... good. I'm like what the fuck? Uh... Oh man. In order to advance to the state, you must beat this boss right here in this specific yeah. amount of time. Oh man. <laughs> I feel like dating Taylor Swift would just be like the other ring of video games. First date would just be millennia. Oh man. No, I didn't even think Gables. I'm getting anxiety now just thinking about this. Man. How would you even impress this woman? The woman that has everything, you know? Makes more she's made more since this podcast started than I've made in my entire life. Uh, probably like maybe one day at a time, you know, maybe like uh, just do your own thing and then at the same time, you know, it's like whatever just feels natural. Good point. It's a good point. Good point. Maybe she'll like my my multiple shelves of nerdiness here. Maybe she's a bigger Reggie Fils May fan than I am. <sighs> I don't know where this podcast is going, Gables. This is a video game <laughs> podcast where every week we get together and talk about video games. Well, to be fair, we were talking somewhat about yeah, video true. games. Yeah, sure. We like, like, yeah. We, at first, we thought, how do we integrate my video gaming into us dating? Into like, maybe she's a bigger gamer than I am. I don't know, Gables. You did. I bet she does have a Steam Deck. She's probably played Elden Ring. Yeah, the game works really you well. Know, I'm not, not going to say she wouldn't play Elden Ring. I mean, come on. I mean, honestly, everybody has the potential to play a bit of Elden Ring if they want to. Sure, sure. But, yeah, you know, it's like you, you can't really assume someone's going to play something or not based upon how they look, you know. No, no. If you look at me, you assume I've probably beaten Elden Ring 17 times and I don't even like that game. So, uh, that's a good point. That's a very good point, Gables. Um, Justin just responded. Justin... Is that I want to point this out? He, he said, "Reggie, gonna give it away, give it away, give it away now." Justin, I want to point out. <laughs> Tyler's gonna fight like a brave in this fucking Taylor Swift relationship. Why are we quoting <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers during my Taylor Swift? Oh my god, I'm getting mad now. I want to point out, Justin took time to respond to our live YouTube podcast. While at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota at a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert. Well, this definitely isn't under the bridge. I hate this podcast. I hate everything about this. Why, why are we quoting? We should be quoting Taylor Swift. Instead. What the fuck are we doing? Instead of we're on the other side. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. oh, okay, this is fun. Now let's get into some news. I'm glad you amused you yourself, Gables. Um, <laughs> this is a video game podcast. Where every week we get together, I swear, to talk about video games and not just me trying to date famous people. Um,. But before we do, before we get into that, please, like I said, top of the show, like, follow, subscribe, tell all your friends about this. Yeah. Um, if you got any tips on how to help me romantically with Taylor Swift, or even actually, if you can just get me like decently priced tickets to one of her concerts, that would take that too. Um, that would take that as like, that'd be a good silver medal there. I would say, um, maybe I can shoot my shot there. That's kind of, eh, that's the worst idea. Like there's that one really shitty movie with Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson. That came out like on Valentine's oh. Day, the Marry Me, where oh, he has a sign holds up and it says "Marry Me." I didn't watch it. I saw the trailer for it. Um, maybe oh. I just do that. That is some shim, some shit, dude. 
Maybe that's all she needs. You know, I, that's how. I, that's maybe. How many people are hold, hold, taking signs to Taylor Swift concerts? Probably not that Probably many. Dozens. What? Probably dozens, dude. They're bringing signs to her concerts. Dozens out of tens of thousands. Gables. Yeah. Out of tens of thousands. I bring one. I hold that sign up. I get floor seats. I sell every body part I have to afford the floor seat. And then they sell them back to me because, like, this is worthless. What are we going to do with this? I take that money, buy a floor seat with it. Probably cost $70,000. I don't know. Who knows how money works at this point? Hold it up. Just says, marry me. What are you doing, Gables? What are you going to say? (laughs) Spit it out. He just holds up the sign, and all of a sudden he just says, I like dirt. This is just the podcast where Gables is here to amuse himself. (laughs) I'm trying to go on a date with Taylor Swift, and he's over here. Like, I don't want to fucking have a joke around. I'm being serious, Gables. I know you're being serious. You're not taking me seriously at all. I'm just going to be realistic and also having some fun with us. Son of a bitch. Let's get into the fucking podcast. Even though we're fucking 17 minutes in this goddamn fucking joke of a goddamn show. What the fuck are we doing here? This is episode 546 of the Drunk Dasher podcast. I'm Tyler. That's Gables. Let's get into it. Look at the look at the show notes down below. You'll see links to all of our socials: Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Apple, Spotify. Five star reviews, thumbs up. Just click all those goddamn things. Um, Gables. Not yeah. a lot of news going on this week. Kind of a, a slimmer week of news, but a couple kind of interesting things to get into here. Let's jump into it first off. PlayStation might be having a, a new handheld coming out next year. Mm. Um, and not the way you think, Gables. So, this is from Insider Gaming, Tom Henderson. Um, and there's been a few people that have like corroborated this rumor with stuff they've been hearing. So there's a lot, there's a lot more smoke uh, potentially to this fire. Um, codename Q Light is what it's is what it, uh, well that's the codename of it, Q Light. Um, it is uh not like a it's not like a, a Vita or a PSP in that sense or like a 3ds it's like it's actually a streaming device uh does not use the cloud but instead uses the remote play of ps5 uh, it'll stream games at 1080p and 60 frames per second the new device will require a constant connectivity to the internet uh early prototypes show the console will look a lot like a ps5 controller so like a dual sense but with a massive eight inch um massive eight inch lcd screen so eight inches is massive you mm. say oh Good to know. Hmm. I'll, I'll let Taylor Swift know that on my first date. Um, not saying, you know, I'm saying, hey, you know, eight inches is massive. Wait till you see average. Uh, so, anyways, the <laughs> eight inch LCD touchscreen in the center. The device sports adaptive triggers for haptic feedback. Mm-hmm. It will include what you would uh, come to expect from a handheld: volume buttons, speakers. Audio input jack. Hey, it's impressive. Audio input jack. Does DualSense even have an audio input jack? I don't even know. I'll have to go grab mine here in a second. Um, stuff like that. It is currently in the QA phase and is scheduled to release before the PS5 Pro and the detachable disk drive PS5, which we talked about in the past. Um, okay. So, Gables, how are you feeling about the potential of this non-cloud streaming device 
that, that has to be connected to your PS5. Oh, well, honestly, I kind of feel like that this is definitely something that I don't see why any honest-to-God person is going to need it. I mean, let's be perfectly honest with, with ourselves here. This handheld definitely does have some interesting like potential, and from the rumored things that it's supposed to be doing, I mean, okay, remote play with the PS5, I mean, sure, okay. I mean, the PlayStation Vita had remote play with the PS4, and to some extent the PS3, and hardly anybody used that. Yeah. <laughs> Besides, like, the ones that really wanted to play something on their handheld when the family member watching the TV... But uh, I'm open to the idea of, like, Sony doing, like, another handheld. But at the same point, if it's just going to be a strapped-down sort of, like, accessory to the PS5, I that doesn't sound any more appealing than, say, having, like, specific phones, like, being, have, you know, like, just have, being, like, a major accessory, like, say, to, like, Microsoft in terms of, like, a Game Pass usage or with this or that, you know? It's, like... If I'm going to be playing games, especially if I'm going to use something like remote play or something, I'm just going to have the controller with me in bed and stuff, just play on the TV at that point. But I will say it depends really upon, and I'm trying to think of it of another perspective here. It kind of just depends upon the quality of like hardware that goes into this handheld, really. Like say, for example, if a remote play is something that you do away from home, like you're able to play it wirelessly on your PS5, while being out on the road or like do something like that. I mean, that would be interesting. Yeah. I think that would be much more of a more enticing sort of pickup than opposed to having just something that's probably going to be tailored to just the home, maybe not get a lot of extended usage. But uh, when I think about it, it's like, what type of a price would they expect to actually this thing be worth? You know, I mean, you got to believe that it's got to, it's got to be at least a couple hundred, if not that, if it's they're going to put on the market. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, let's look at it this way. It's like they priced the PS5 for about $500. The PSVR 2, that thing is like close to around like the four or $500 mark or even a little bit, little bit more so if you want to add some games or anything else to it. But uh, I would probably think that if they were to try to even remotely put something else, it's got to be close to around that price of the PS5, you would think. Well, I mean, if it's just, there's no, there's no disk drive, there's no internal right. memory or SSD or anything like that, uh, you can make it cheaper. Um, yeah, but like, it's, it doesn't, this doesn't feel like one of those things where it's like, we just want to get this in the hands of as many people as possible. Like, because right. it's not like, you know, you can't, sell this thing at a loss and make up for the money off of it on software because there's no software to sell well, for that's it. true um yeah like, i just i i just don't know who like i know there's there's like there's people like that are like that would like what that would like this but like for like the mass audience who is this for because like i know people like um that i talk to that like they play like xbox game pass um there's the x cloud yeah. stuff um and you can just like connect um, through like pretty much anything that's connected to the internet. You know, you just got to sign into your Xbox account and boom, there you go. You can play games or wherever. Um, and I know people do that. Like they'll just like play on their laptop, um, you know, while they're like their kids or their wife, or whoever's watching their show. Um, yeah. And I've, I've definitely heard of that. Like, I, or like even like, so like the PlayStation with remote play works through like your app your iPad or your, your phone. 
and mm-hmm. they like so there's like these pretty popular controllers they're called the backbone that hook up to your phone like your your android or your iphone um that yeah. are turned into a controller and people like play Fortnite through them and stuff like that or you can play you can play like any like phone game through them but there's actually like and they're like 100 bucks um and then like last year playstation put out a um uh uh playstation version of that like a back it was a backbone just it looks like a more like a dual sense and it's, it's 100 bucks still same price as like a regular backbone um you know and that's just the, the, it, it looks nice and i heard it's really great and like people definitely enjoy it and you could do remote play through your iphone or whatever and put that put your phone in there on the backbone and play your games that way um but like i said yeah like you have to be connected connect to your ps5 this isn't cloud streaming this is anything like that so I've never done the remote play stuff before. I don't know how. I've heard it's much better than the PS5. Uh, I heard the PS4 was fine. I heard like PS3 was not great. The Vita, PS4 was a lot better. PS5, I've heard is is good, but like, if you're somebody that's, you know, just out and about, and it's like, are you know, like, if you're on like you're like on the road somewhere, you're a couple hundred miles away, or you're on an airplane, it's not gonna work because you're gonna you're gonna be connected to the, like a Wi-Fi. Because uh, this is probably isn't gonna have you know 5G through it um, or anything like that. Like I was like when I first heard about it, it was like I was like okay, like cloud streaming. If I was able to like you know like hook up through my uh, like cl- stream it like on the cloud, like I'm on my lunch break at work, you know, because I'm in a truck sitting there with nothing to do, play a game of Madden or. Maybe just like I'm playing through a game and there's like I just gotta grind for some material, or whatever. Play that, do that shit. You know that'd be that's fucking perfect. Uh, but the fact that like it's not that at all. You gotta be, also you gotta be connected to, you know. And I, I guess you can tether through your phone if you wanted to. But I I just this yeah I just don't know who this is for. What's this gonna do? Like yeah, like you said the price point is the biggest factor of this. But even if it's right. say it's two hundred bucks, which not terrible. Um, what a like, how great is thing is gonna be? Like, I could definitely see it can be like more like, you can get like an audience of people that probably like, yeah, like I said, like husband or wife or whatever, uh, watching fucking some show you don't care about, pull out pull out this thing, the cue light, play games while they're doing that. Like, not the worst idea in the world. That can like, you probably get like a, a lot of people probably don't know what remote play is or don't like wonders to understand it. Um, and it's like, hey, this is easy. They just, you know, turn it on, okay, science your account, boom, hook it up, and you're good to go. Make it just streamline it. Definitely get an audience right. there. But like, I feel like that's like the biggest, like the the like the biggest part of the audience you're gonna find. People are just, I'm on the couch and I want to, you know, play games on, you know, while my significant other is doing this. Or you know, kind of like with the Switch thing, where like they're looking at the audience, where it's like you give your kid, your kid wants to play games. Boom! Here, give him that. He can play on that while you got the TV, so you can watch your shows, or he can play the games on the big screen, or watch TV like they can watch Bluey while you're fucking playing whatever. Like, there's definitely I could see that, but I don't know how big that audience is. Um, it would make better sense to me if it wasn't sort of sort of like a dedicated like handheld like they were doing through these little schematics and like these little like things and stuff. What kind of would make more sense to me is like. Why couldn't it just be like some sort of like app or something on the phone or something like well, that, that enabled yeah, you to stream certain like, things like yeah, that? Yeah, that's kind of what the, the remote play is. But 
I would say almost like double down on the cloud streaming. Right. You know, and maybe remote play can be that, but like, like I said, like, and just double down on the, the backbone and like you push it. Cause like the X cloud, like, I don't know. Like, cause like, that's the thing like, they're slowly building toward. Like, I don't think this is like, like doing like a handheld. Like we've talked, we've heard people talk about in the past. Like, Xbox should make a handheld that does xCloud. That'd be perfect. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds fantastic. Like, I would love that. Like an xCloud like, that's fairly priced and right. can hook up, you know, I can, with some sort of like 5G or um, tethered to my phone kind of thing. I can do it that way with like, but like, I don't have to like be connected to my PS5 or my Xbox One or Xbox Series X or whatever. Like, right. that right. can work. I'm... That could work, but at the same time, you know, I mean, how people are doing that with, like, Xbox right now, it's like they have the Game Pass app, they got, like, the Microsoft app on their phone, yeah. they have that little shelf, and they have the little controller stuff, or they can actually connect wirelessly with their controller to their phone in order to play these games stuff while they're on, like, uh, you know, streaming. Yeah, with xCloud, yeah. And stuff already. Yeah. Yeah, instead of, like, a dedicated device. Yeah, I... Like, I'm not trying to poo-poo the idea, because, like... In theory, it like it could be good. Like I, I don't mm-hmm. hate the idea, but like I was actually when I first kind of heard about. It, I'm like, okay, this be like, yeah, like couple if I 150, 200 bucks for this, and like on my right. lunch break I can play. You know, like I said like I could play like a game of Madden or something like that, and it looks like I'm, I obviously it's not gonna look as nearly as good as playing on your TV, but like well, no. if I can just if it's just like the lag isn't bad, and I could just play a decent like a decent game or whatever and just grind or do some side quests in the game or play a game of Madden or whatever it is. Like, like that sounds awesome. Like I'd love that. Um, Ideally. Yes. That would be an awesome time. Yeah. I just, like I said, I don't know. We, I don't know if we're there yet for that. Um, for like, not consistently. Yeah. Cause like we've seen like the X cloud thing is like, it's in beta. Like it's the thing we're building towards eventually. Mm-hmm. Like we talk about like, you know, Google stadia failing, um, and what was the big thing before that that was like uh, on live on live yeah like we've been talking about this forever where like the idea itself wasn't bad like we are going like that is a like the xCloud thing like Xbox and Microsoft is handling it perfectly we're like this is just another tier that we're just, like you know obviously this like the main tier is you know the consoles and then Game Pass and this is like that eventual this eventually this will be our third tier but we are, this is just like a thing we're adding into Game Pass that like you can use there and we're slowly building it up and we're like, it's in beta. We're like, we're not making this like the big thing. Um, and we're slowly getting there until it's ready until, you know, the basically the, the world is ready or at least like, you know, the big states, countries, stuff like that that play games is ready mm-hmm. for, for this type of thing. And like then all the games that you you own, all those games on Game Pass, you can play it on there. Like, all your stuff on the library is there. And, like, with this thing, I don't hate the idea. Like I said, I don't hate the idea of this. It's just, no. like, but, like, putting out, like, you know, like I said, like, the XL thing works great because it's just, like, an, literally an app you download onto your phone or your, um, right, or it's right. just, like, it's built into your Windows on your computer or your, um, you can get on your iPad or your fucking laptop, whatever, and then, boom, you're ready to go. Like, you don't really have to do anything. It's got science your account. Um, but then this is harder because you're selling a separate device. Like, people already have a laptop, already have an iPad, already have a cell phone. It's harder to sell somebody a separate device. It's going to cost, right? at minimum, probably 200 bucks. 
probably way more expensive. Probably in our, probably three hundred bucks. Um, maybe I think maybe it won't be because they're probably like they hopefully they're smart enough to know like charging you know switch price for this thing. Probably the smartest idea. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I'd love it more if there was a way to like let me install my games onto this thing, but I know that would be way more expensive because then you got to talk about an SSD and you're you're talking about memory sticks or whatever SD cards. Like that's where and then those size of games is that's just making that makes it impossible. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just I hope I hope it works out. I hope it's better than what we think it is. Like I'm not. This is something I'm definitely not rooting for it to fail. Um, but it's it's the thing I definitely want to be interested in. I just don't see this thing see this thing succeeding in any sort of way. Right. Yeah. But Gables, something else I don't see see succeeding in any sort of way. Stick with stick with uh, PlayStation here. PSVR two. Um, mm. We've been talking about this pretty much for about a, I mean really off and on for about the last year or so, but really the last couple months. Uh, there's reports out there that they like they slashed in half what they are planning on making for the first uh, fiscal year because pre-orders are not great for PSVR two. Uh, right. From reports from Bloomberg, uh, there's some out there that um, Sony has likely only sold about 270,000 units uh, by wow. by the end of the by the end of March. Um, and then uh, IDC's vice president of data analytics. Uh, Francisco Geronimo uh, told Bloomberg, I suspect a price cut on the PSVR 2 will be needed to avoid a complete disaster of their new product. He also explained consumers around the world are facing rising costs of living, rising interest rates, and increasing layoffs. VR headsets are not a top of the mind uh, for most consumers under the current economic climate. Um, yeah, we, we talk about this forever now uh, with, PS, with with VR in, in general, where like this is like a very niche uh audience and this is right it's and it's only gotten like the tech has gotten better but the price has gone up drastically on these things um as the tech has gotten better uh and i've said over and over again the psvr2 for what it is is not overpriced uh it's just expensive for what it you know it's expensive for where we are with with vr uh in general like because, like I said, like in the world of VR, the like the the Valve headset is like I think seven eight hundred dollars. Um, I think what was there's like a I can't remember who makes one that's uh, another like HT. I can't remember what it is. That one's over like over HTC. HTC, or yeah, like it's like fifteen hundred dollars. The um uh the Metaverse one uh, Metaverse headset is about the same price as um I think it's like five hundred or six hundred dollars. They actually had to raise yeah. the price last year. Um, yeah. So like in the grand scheme of things, this is actually like one of the cheaper models to get out there for like a really good headset. And everybody says the tech of the PSVR two is fantastic. Like the, the, the graphics are really good. The, the controllers are really good. Haptic feedback, everything about it is fantastic. Um, but we see over and over again, like there's not a huge audience for these things. Uh, and on top of that, yeah, like everybody's tightening that belt a little bit on spending. You know, we're all being trying to be a little more fiscally responsible um, right now. Uh, I think, or like, or if you're going to spend money, you want to make sure you're you're getting a nice return on investment. Like, you know, we've seen like consumer spending is up, but it's like people are willing to spend more money on 
you know, video games or going on family trips. Like we see like fucking theme parks sales are like spiking right now on, on spending and shit like that. Like people are, people are going on vacations. People are doing things. Spending is there, but it's like, well, I want to make sure I'm getting something like really good out of this. And it's like dropping $550 on a headset plus tax and then spending 40 to $60 on some of these games that are mostly ports. Uh, the big one, big game is Horizon Call of the Wild, which I've heard is fine, but like everything on this, it just sounds like they're like almost like tech demos type of things. Um, kind of like what you would expect from like a experimental platform. Yeah, and it's like we are several years into the PS uh, into VR, um, you know, and this is the second P. This is the second PlayStation VR headset. Um, yeah, like we're past point of like experimental stuff. Uh, like you know, yeah, you know, like you definitely those are those are uh, there's a you can have those, but you can't have a a launch or like a, just like your whole system was built around these type of things. Um, like yeah, like Call of the Wild, like being like kind of like hey, here's a bigger version of like a tech demo, you know, that's fine. But like okay, we need something on top of that, like. You know, instead of just like, hey, Grand Theft Auto 7, we added like a little VR mode here you can do, or, um, you know, Resident Evil 8 Village, like that's like maybe one of the bigger things, but like, unfortunately, that game is two years old at this point. Um, yeah, I just, we, we talked about this well before the same launch. Like, this is like one of those things where it's like, you know, I don't want to be the guy like I told you so, but like, this is the thing we've been saying forever. I think everybody in, you know, like, I don't like, it's like, I don't look like as much like the, the, the handheld thing like I'm not rude for that thing to fail like I you know there's people that spent a lot of money on this thing and I, I I want them to be happy about this like I bought a PSVR it's been sitting in the goddamn closet for years now like it's it's not for it's not a for me thing like I'm not looking even if I, I was able to afford this type of thing it's not something I would run out and spend money on at all um but I don't I don't even know like what if you drop the price down you know like what is what are we looking at here? Like what's, what can like a drastic sale drop here can make it a lot more conceivable for people to jump in. Um, and then like people that like, they're like, you might, you get people that are on the fence. Yeah. They might drop, they might jump in if it's say it's 400 bucks, but people that are like not, they're already not interested. Are they like, what? Are, like, I don't know. It's, just, I, it's just, this whole thing baffles me where it's like, this thing came out. There's no, we always thought people always talk about that launch, the launch games. But the big thing we was like, I feel like we should talk about is that launch window. Like, what is yep. your plan? You know, we talk about like going to these new consoles where it's like the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. Those things came out and we saw multiple years of like those big games. Like, here's what's coming in that launch. Here's what's coming in 2021. Here's what's coming in 2022. Uh, at least with PlayStation, I guess the Xbox. We're still waiting a lot of those games. Uh, but PlayStation, you know, we saw that. We're like, hey. Spider-Man Miles Morales, Demon Souls, Sackboy's Big Adventure at launch. Bam, here you go. 2021. What the fuck? Did we get? Wait, Ghostfire Tokyo, Deathloop. Um, I am spacing on some other shit. I know some other big games in there that came out. Uh, but then like 2022, like Horizon was supposed to be 2021. I got delayed. Got a war right. with last year. Like we saw, like we saw that launch on Switch. Breath of the Wild at launch. Mario Kart 8 in April. Fucking Arms yep. in June. Uh, Splatoon 2 in July. Uh, Mario plus Rabbids in August. Um, fucking Mario, 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 Rab, uh, Mario Odyssey in November or October type, that type of shit. Um, 
you know, like that launch window. And it's like, this thing came out and so we haven't heard shit about this fucking thing. <sighs> I, I, this is one of those things where I feel like it's just kind of, it's coming. Uh, it's just like, it's set out. Like we just set it out to pasture type of thing. I hope right. you're wrong. Um, but I don't know. I mean, Gables, do you think there's any chance of this thing actually, maybe not being saved and turned around being this huge success, but just being not looked at like another Vita or PSP? Um, in order for it to do that, then there needs to be a colossal price cut upon that stuff. I mean, the thing that would entice a lot of people that are on the fence maybe to get a Vita, I mean, a, a PSVR 2, would be one, a big price cut, and two, a bundling of some of the best games for the launch of that platform automatically day one. So having Horizon as part of a bundle. There is a bundle for that that comes to everything, like the, that, but it's, it's right. $600, so. Yeah, we're talking about maybe having that bundle and maybe add a couple more games to that thing. Like, say, I don't know, maybe Moss Book 1 and 2 yeah. or something like that. Or some other, like, noteworthy launch title games for the VR2. And then instead of making it have, like, what, 400 or 600 and stuff, how about be, like, about two or 300 or something like I don't, that? I think and, that's, I mean, I think we're looking at best case scenario, $400. Best case scenario, you're thinking $400? Well, uh <laughs> I'll tell you this, man. If it's going to remain $400 for them, I mean, that that's going to be a definitely hard sell, especially when you don't have, like, more than, like, maybe one game they want to play at launch, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, but that's just kind of a personal thing that I think of, is, like, when you're a consumer from the outside looking in and stuff, and you're looking at something that wants to convince you to get over that hurdle for you to want to buy, like, a particular electronics, well, especially for VR2, for that PSVR2, what would entice people is maybe be that maybe be close to about that uh, 350 to about 370 kind of price range for that on top of not only having access to a couple of launch title games and it doesn't necessarily have to be horizon for say but it has to be a group of games that you know for frontal that will be best representative of your experience of PSVR2 by having that, I feel like that it will definitely potentially have that possibility of getting more people wanting to get invested in the PSVR 2. But uh, that's the best case scenario I could think of potentially for making it more maybe palatable for people. Not necessarily save the system outright, because in order to save a system outright, you need to have more than just like a year and a half worth of effort. Mm. <laughs> Inside of a launch line. I mean, we're not. We're, I mean, we're like a month and a half into this thing, and yeah, yeah, it, and it's already, it's already kind yeah. of like dragging with sales. Yeah, I mean, we're a month and a half out for this thing coming out, and we're like, is this thing just gonna come out and die? Uh, so yeah, I. But that's on the fault of Sony not really advertising it balls to the wall yeah. like it had been for other products. I mean, this is like I think a lot of people like wondered like was this like, did they know this thing was just like. They started building this thing, and they thought VR was bigger than what it was, or it was big when they started building this. Like VR was way bigger at that point. Uh, I mean, the PSVR was extremely successful, sold over five million units. One of the, I think it's still the highest selling PS, our biggest VR unit sold yet is the original PSVR. Because it was a cheap entry point. Cheap entry point. That. And actually, has a pretty decent, solid library of games. Not a lot, but I mean, for what it was and the price point it was at, it wasn't. There's enough out there to kind of keep you coming back to it. Um, you know, and then they, you know, well, we got to take this thing seriously. And here they are. And it's like, unfortunately, it's like, 
you don't even have the games that came out in the previous console um, out there they could play, like or even like even ported over. Where, like I can, you know, like they give me the option to even rebuy some of those games, or like put Iron Man VR on there, put fucking the Batman Arkham game on there, shit like that. Uh, I know some of those aren't first party, but like make it so like spend a little bit of money to like you know like have those like pay those guys like hey can you like port these over to this thing uh at least you know put it out for 15 bucks you know whatever to, um just you know entice people to buy this thing um yeah i like i said i you know i think justin bought the psvr2 and you know i don't know how much he's getting out of it but i hope he's enjoying it for what it is i hope he doesn't regret it but um i hope no one regrets it but I look at this thing. It's just like, I mean, like it's just been crickets since that thing fucking came out. It's just like going into it, there's crickets and coming out of it. There's been crickets. And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like this state of play is going to happen. And if there's not like at least one, I'm not even like, I'm like more than just like, Hey, here's like that sizzle reel, of, like six games being ported to the PSVR too. I'm talking about like at least just get like one like a bigger game on there, like an Astro bot or fucking something from your first party studios, like a fire Sprite game, uh, something like, or like even like the London studios had like the, some of those like, uh, like little mini game things in there, like something like that, at least to like give, give you something to look forward to, you know, like you can, right. you can do to like keep playing this thing. Um, yeah. Cause after you bought this thing and you play, Moss one and two and Call of the Wild like don't really know what else is there to play other than like here's a you know like a shooter game where like every, they're all the same like um I don't know I don't know it sucks um but uh Gables let's, let's get in some other news this week here buddy um this is some fun news though here's some non PlayStation news. Okay. Pokemon Stadium coming to NSO in April, April twelfth. Yeah, uh, the day before your birthday, if I'm not mistaken. I know, right? So <laughs> that was a welcome surprise. Yeah. I mean, with Pokemon Stadium coming to the sixty four, it's actually going to be the first time, and I want to say like close to good solid maybe ten, twelve years since I've actually played the original Pokemon Stadium. Just played for the but, mini games. Uh, really. Well, the mini games were definitely a good portion of it, and quite honestly, I kept the sequel to Pokemon Stadium Two because that I thought the Stadium Two was better than the original Stadium in some aspects, so that's why I kept that over the original. But uh, when it came to when it comes to this port coming onto the Switch is Nintendo Switch Online, they did put out the little blurb inside of a clip while showcasing it, saying it's not compatible yeah. with the Game Boy, like not compatible with the Game Boy stuff. That's, that's embarrassing. That, that's the biggest negative of the entire thing from a personal standpoint. But the reason why it's kind of disappointing is because in the original games, you had access to transfer the Pokemon that you had played on the Game Boy to your system via transfer pack. Mm-hmm. You were able to transfer them, register your team, and that's what you would use to participate Throughout those little Pokemon tournaments, the Poke Cup, the Stadium Cup, like the Little Cup and stuff. Basically, when you're doing the Little Cup, it's from levels 1 to, I think, 19 or something like that. But uh, 
these games were this game was pretty fun. But I will say this though, when you're using like rental Pokemon, no. oh god, the rental Pokemon are abysmal. I mean, you do not want to use them because they have some of the most horrible move types or like move selections or something like that. However, it would be an interesting challenge to it would actually be an interesting challenge because you would have access to save states now to go into that knowing full well. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to have this type of team registered. I'm going to see how well this does. And you want to know what's funny? Inside of Pokemon Stadium, there is an achievement by beating the beating the game and like registering, you know, going through their whole gym challenge and stuff like that and beating the Elite Four champion and like Mewtwo and stuff. I think with every single Pokemon huh. in that Gen 1, so all 151 Pokemon. So quintessentially what that would mean is you would pretty much have one superpowered Pokemon, and then all the rest would probably just be like side things that you would never use. Okay. <laughs> but uh, that was just one achievement thing that always popped out that was fairly funny. Like you could have a Magikarp on your team and it'd be inside here a champion. That's funny. I, I just remember I know, playing right? a game as a kid, renting it. Uh, and even as a kid, like being the hardest of core Pokemon fans, I'm like, this game isn't very fun. I'm <laughs> just playing like, I'm just playing the mini games over and over again because like I didn't have renting it. You didn't have access to the the part That's you can thing, you can man. hook up your, you can hook up your Game Boy game too. So some of the biggest fun of playing the Pokemon Stadium games on 64 was having the Pokemon that you had trained through the Game Boy games put on there so that way you could steamroll through the other challengers inside of each cup. That was the biggest appeal. Yeah, I remember like... I'm... Yeah. I remember just like Justin, my best friend, having it as a kid, which is weird because he wasn't even like a big Pokemon fan, but like him having it, he, he actually owned it and he had like the little adapter and playing the Game Boy, like Pokemon Yellow on his TV yep. and like that yep. was the only thing I wanted for. I was like, I just wanted to play it. I'm like, oh my God, I could play pokemon on my 19 inch tv screen oh my god um yeah but here's a fun fact though that that transfer pack super sensitive to disconnection i mean you wouldn't even have to you basically if you looked at it wrong it would give you a disconnection error well i mean for god's sakes i remember distinctly being so pissed off as like a 10 or 11 year old kid having pokemon stadium have my copy of Pokemon Red or Pokemon Blue inside this damn thing, put it inside the back of the controller, and then as soon as I start up the thing, it's like, oh, your thing's disconnected. Oh, okay. Okay, how, okay. I finally get it working. I'm playing the Game Boy thing portion. Oh, all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, your thing's disconnected. God dang it. Well, Gables, luckily for me, I have autism issues, OCD issues, and ADHD issues where I have to save uh -huh. every 12 seconds. So back then, totally been fine. <laughs> I had no issues. I would have oh, yeah, could just been, for me eighteen yeah. fucking every eighteen times a minute. I wouldn't have lost a goddamn second of gameplay. Um Taylor Swift, if you're watching, I have none of those issues. I'm totally fine. Uh what's up? Uh Gables moving on. Quantum okay. Break is leaving Game Pass. Kind of a kind of a bigger news story because this was like a first first party game uh that they paid for. Um Microsoft did come out and say though the reason Quantum Break is leaving, if people don't know, this is like the actually a lot better game than it like didn't get enough credit. I think it came out in 2015, I want to say. As well, like, it was supposed to be a TV show, and it just turned into, like, the TV show got scrapped and uh, just turned, like, converted into a video game. Um, actually, a really good game um, that came out back then. 
Uh, just kind of was like the early Xbox One days and just no one played it. Um, but they announced that the reason it's leaving is because there's like a licensing issue and then they'll be back once they fix it. Um, we've seen this in the past, like the, all the Metal Gear games got pulled um, and still haven't come back yet um, for yeah. stuff like because they have like news reports in the game. So I wouldn't be shocked because like um, maybe that's something to do with that. But uh, hopefully it's not gone too long. And if it does come back, hope it gives a nice little um, stretch of people to come back to it. Because especially because I was uh, uh, Lance Reddick was in that game as well. So yeah, he was. Yeah. So I hope uh, hope that you know maybe with that game being gone for maybe you know whether even if it's a couple weeks or a couple months or whatever, come back. They announce it. Give maybe give a little more buzz to it. And maybe a little more people will try it out because uh, that game did not get the flowers it deserved. Because uh, I, I bought that game at launch. Actually, I think it was like one of the first games I, I bought my Xbox One when that game first came out. And uh, mm-hmm. that game was awesome. Um, but moving on here Gables Miyamoto teased the next Mario game might be announced in Nintendo Direct. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, you know what? having gone through and looked at the interviewing thing and stuff and the questions that were asked, basically he didn't confirm it would be at the next Nintendo Direct, no. but he did say that keep looking forward to future Nintendo yeah, Direct. I just loved it though. And it's just like, well, no fucking shit. Miyamoto. <laughs> like where, where else would it be announced at? I uh, know. I think it was the no shit thing. It was not only with just with him saying it though, but how many people misinterpreted that response. It's like, Oh, it's gonna be inside of a Nintendo Direct. Yeah, I think you know, it's like, people just kind of read the thing they wanted to there, instead of yeah. the thing that was actually said. Uh, yeah, but yeah, pretty funny. Um, also pretty funny. Uh, there's a live action Street Fighter movie being made. Uh, Legendary Studios um, has got the rights to make the next uh, Street Fighter game. Gables, if John Claude Van Damme is in this movie, what are we even doing? Honestly, if they just re-released that movie over again, I would be incredibly oh, excited. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. I have so many bad memories of, like, bad Street Fighter That movies. movie is but, fantastic, uh, and I will hear no dude, complaints. That movie, Street Fighter 2, that, that movie, alongside of, like, the Super Mario Brothers movie from back in the 90s, those two... Classics. are so terrible that they're actually awesome to watch. They're, and they're so bad, they're no, good. That's what I feel those like. Movies, no, are. no. Street Fighter movie is fantastic. Uh, and Raul Julia fucking Raul Julia. nailed that guy. I, I just wish he was still alive today. so he could Because, like, honestly, I'm not even kidding. He was fucking awesome in that movie. And I want him back. Uh, he was the only character that entire movie that actually fucking was entertaining Tried. in that movie <laughs> in the end. Uh, yeah, uh, like John claude Van Damme didn't even like attempt to do an accent. Um, oh no. Yeah. Um, he just played John claude Van Damme. Which honestly, like, you, 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 movie. you give John claude it's like, um, fuck, what's his name? The guy that plays the, the voice of Joel from Last of Us. Troy Baker. Oh, Pedro. Oh, Troy Baker. It's like, it's it, like he's like every people complain sometimes when he's like every like every video game he is he's in not every but most games he's in he just sounds like Troy Baker it's like well yeah you you hire Troy Baker like a lot of people just mm-hmm. want Troy Baker to play Troy like or you you like imagine you pay all that money for Cyberpunk for fucking Keanu Reeves to show up in there it's like hey we don't want you to look or sound anything like Keanu Reeves like well what the fuck are we doing nah. what am I doing here then why did you hire me uh yeah I I actually like 
love that movie growing up as a kid. I watch that movie all the time. Uh, and even since it's like, watch it like not too long ago, probably like the last five years, uh, Street Fighter movie. And it is awesome. Um, it's, there's like, I didn't realize there was like a Street Fighter 2 movie out there where, um, what's the big green guy? The big green guy? You mean Blanca? Blanca, yeah. I don't fucking know Street Fighter games. Don't look at me like that, you son of a bitch. Uh, but he, like, he punched his wife's fetus? I don't know. I've never watched <laughs> that movie, dude. Uh, I just know, like, everybody always talks about the anime where, like, there's one, one of the women's, like, you could, like, she's, like, in the very sudsy shower. Um, that's the only thing I know about it. Oh. Um, oh, yeah, that one. Yeah. Huh. But uh, anyway, when it regards to the live action movies and stuff, the thing I can think about is like not just a Street Fighter movie, but the one with Chun Li. Okay, that one. Remember that one coming out and stuff. But I'm just saying I don't have an extremely high standard when it comes to then another live action Street Fighter movie. No. I mean, it could, it could be potentially good if they act if they went through and focused upon a key storyline of the game, like one of the fighting games themselves. Like say, let's have it revolve around. If we revolved it around, maybe like a prequel to the street fighter stuff, like say with street fighter alpha storyline, where it's just basically the whole thing with Shadaloo and stuff like that with bison and like Sagat and like freaking Balrog and Vega and stuff. And like, it just involves Guile's best friend, Charlie dying or something like that. And just have it, be a whole key point around something like that as a full live action thing. That'd be fine. But, but what I don't want it to be, is kind of like a bastardized version of like a story thing, for street fighter three, because the whole branching story for like street fighter three is, uh, you have this one Supreme being called Gil, And he basically leads this like entire like cult or something like that with his uh, younger brother and this and that. And it pretty much like, uh, he wants to take over the world. It's like this and that. And there's all sorts of different like new characters inside this type of stuff. But I kind of don't want it to be that way. Cause that would be very convoluted inside of his own way. I just kind of wanted to be like a fun action film, kind of similar to how, say how mortal Kombat did a number of years ago when they put out another live action yeah, sort of movie and one. it was somewhat yeah. decent. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, like that, like I was exactly what I was going to say, just have good fight choreography and just like a, just a plot to move things along. Good, yeah, be good. Just a plot, like that's all the Mortal Kombat movie was. It's like we just got the thinnest. That's the thing, man. Like the script it's is like... like six inches long, or not six, six pages long, and then it's just like like eighty minutes of fighting. That's all I need. It's like what are fans of these series looking for? You know, it's like they want action. Yeah. They want fighting sequences. They want something that's epic yeah, I mean, in terms of battles. You do have to get the people that like non-gaming fans in there. I'm sure I, get, I get that. So you gotta uh-huh. give them something to look forward to. Um, I was just looking up like because I actually kind of liked the the last Mortal Kombat movie that came out. Like I'm not saying it's fantastic, uh-huh. but I enjoyed it. I had a good time with it. Uh, it's like a 54 on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the, it was eh. the, the the 1995 version, which I love, but admittedly will not. I I agree, it's not good. Um, to 45, um, that's fine. I'm cool with that. Like those the the stories in those games, those movies are not great. But like they're just, like just make them just have a I just want to have a good time. Make them 90 minutes, have a good time, Let me get in, get out, and that's all I need. That's all I asked for. Uh, and like video game movies, like 
That's all I asked for. Don't just don't do like um I just don't trust is that Capcom? Street Fighter's Capcom, right? Yeah, Street Fighter's Capcom. Yeah, I just don't whoever was in charge of getting people to make the the Resident Evil movies, um, even the last one, that movie was awful, um, that came out yeah. last year. Uh don't let them do that again. <laughs> so, oh yeah. Uh, no, no, no shit. Yeah. But uh, especially Monster Hunter. Oh, oh my god, I forgot about Monster Hunter. Oh my god, it's Capcom too. Holy shit. <laughs> We're just bad at this. Gables, uh I would say have stick to making games. That's what yeah, I would yeah, say. You're really good. Like you're at like an all time peak in video gaming, but you're somehow worse now at making movies than you were three <laughs> years ago. It's just crazy because I, I watched those old Resident Evil movies uh, and Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Uh, Gables, though, Final yeah. Fantasy Pixel Remaster is finally coming to the Switch on April 19th. Um, oh, yeah. you can pre-order these now. You can actually like, go on and like you can buy them all for like seventy bucks. You buy like, the physical version, um, or you can go pre-order them. They're anywhere between twelve and eighteen dollars on Switch right now. The pre-order, oh, yeah. um, it's one through six. They have like new uh, new fonts because they they've been on PC and mobile for a long time now. But everybody was really mad about the font. Uh, There's also some other technical issues. Um, but uh, yeah, like so they they've done a lot to fix up like some of the graphics, um, stuff like that. Like I said, the font is a big thing that's been be done. You can actually like, I believe you can play the game in 4x speed, which is just, I mean, I, I that's how I played through uh, Final Fantasy VII, the OG version last year, just in triple speed. Uh, and I guess they've done some other things too to like make it like, um, both other things easier to help fix with grinding and shit like that. So, uh, oh, you can boost oh you can boost experience points up to four times speed as well so yes you can there you go um and you can also go you can they have like modern day uh like a remaster of the original soundtrack or you can play listen to the old one too so yeah like i'm not a i'm not the fan for this but uh i know there's a lot of people out there been just waiting for the same like to come out and also fix the old versions as well so Mm. i I, I accept this one gable well, yeah, obviously I am excited for it because I've played over half of these games that are on these Pixel remasters. Granted, I played their ports in the Game Boy Advance, mind you, which, considering from some fans, actually are kind of the superior ones yeah. because they added more quests and more type of more type of things that people thoroughly enjoyed from those releases. I'm excited because if you buy physical and stuff, the seventy dollars that they charge for this thing, it's it's actually more than worthwhile. Yeah. Considering that a lot of these games are considered to be some of the best like JRPGs of their era and from their generation, right? So it's like I think it's also a slight discount too if you if you do that. Well, that's true too. Honestly, it, it's definitely worthwhile in my opinion, because it's like the first six Final Fantasy games, I mean, granted, you're gonna have to deal with like a lot of like you're going to deal like a lot of like jank in the regards to the first couple of ones, because the first one's incredibly short. The second one does not have a traditional XP system. The third one is kind of like similar to, I mean, it's kind of like similar to some of the job class stuff. Actually the third ones were job classing stuff kind of originated before they elaborated on it more in detail in five, but four, five and six, I know for a fact are excellent games. Four and six with their story, with the gameplay. Five with their expanded character classes and stuff. But my God, I'm very excited when that collection comes out. I don't even want to buy them individually. I kind of want to just buy them all in just one chunk and see if I can just get it physically. 
because it just keeps continuing on for like the excellent kind of retro device the Nintendo Switch is. But uh, yeah, having access to that on top of everything else, you know, that would be like the icing on the cake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Gibbles, you also want to talk about the nice little eShop sale going on right now? Oh, absolutely. So going on throughout this weekend, which is like from uh, right now as we're recording, recording here, like the 8th all the way up to like about, I want to say middle of next week or whatsoever. There's like over 1,900 games available for sale on the Switch eShop, a couple of which may be expiring fairly soon. I'm talking about games that were like priced at 199 that could be potentially like a major major like uh, pickups for people if you haven't picked them up already so i'm talking about games that like inside and limbo both of them are like a dollar 99 a piece from what i saw in the eShop stuff you have the persona you have some of the persona games you know like persona 3 portable persona 4 golden that bundle is at least around 30 dollars if you buy them individually it's like 15.99 or something of that sort persona 5 royal the game that port that released last year that's all the way down now to about 42. But when it comes to some of the other type of games, I mean, you got like certain indie games too, like say God of Roboto, that thing is up to about, is down now to like about $1.99. Um, let's see. There's the Castlevania clone. That's almost like a Castlevania sort of expired game called Wallachia or something like that. That's like about two something. But, uh, oh yeah, there's another indie game by the name of Minute, which that was like a, a cute little like, uh, game that some people really loved really picked up and stuff that one's also down to about $1.99 but those are just a few examples of games that are currently on sale throughout this huge initial spring sale that Nintendo is doing on the Switch's eShop but there are plenty more stuff I'm talking about games that are discounted from like the Altair like Atelier like series I mean Assassin's Creed Ezio. games on there the Ezio collection that's 20 bucks <clears throat> man that's true but uh <clears throat> But yeah, it's almost like a little bit of everything on this thing. So I would suggest if you're even if you have like some cash or something like that on the eShop that uh, you've saved up for a little bit, happen to go upon there because you're gonna you're possibly gonna go into maybe picking up a couple games that you know could be fantastic for dirt cheap. You know, I mean, hey, some of them are as low as ten bucks, some of them as low as two dollars. Yeah. I mean, hey, you just gotta search high and low inside this stuff. Yeah. I was also uh, looking up PlayStation because they have a spring sale going on right now. A good yes, good collection do. going here. You can get NBA 2K23 for 15 bucks. Um, yep. They have Destiny the the new expansion Lightfall 34 dollars. Uh, yep. Last of Us Part One for 50 bucks. Um, you can get yes. Dead Space. Um, I think it's 50 bucks here. Horizon Forbidden West for 30 dollars. Uh, Gotham Knights yep. Gables. 28 dollars. Spider-Man Miles Morales 28. Um, what was some other ones here? We got Final Fantasy VII Reunion for forty bucks. Uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns for thirty-five. So yeah, like a lot of good sales going on right now. Like Seafood here for twenty-four dollars. My God, what a great sale here! My God, oh man. Goat Simulator three twenty-three dollars. The Quarry for thirty bucks. My God, great go. game, great game here. Mortal Kombat eleven only ten dollars. My God, okay. I need to get away. I need to get off this thing before I start spending money. Um, oh, the last one I will say in terms of PlayStation sales: Mortal Kombat XL, five dollars. I'll tell you this right okay. now: if you want to get a good fighting game, 
definitely buy this one because it'll include all the DLC for it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Gables, let's move on to what we've been playing. Do you want to go first or okay. you want me to go first? Let's have you go first this time. All Um, So I, I played an older game. Um, I, I started playing this uh, last weekend. Um, I started playing a replay through an older game. I played, I played it at launch. Um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Um, okay. So like that, yeah. So like I, I played this game. If you if you've been a long time listener or a new listener, I played it way back when it first launched in November 2019. Uh, it being one of my most disappointing games of the year. Part of that had to do with the fact it was just, I mean, it was not done. It needed more time. Uh, incredible, it was just incredibly buggy. All kinds of issues, you know, drops, getting stuck in stuff. Like all the, you know, I'm not saying it's like cyberpunk issues, but like definitely uh, just. A, 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 uh, what the fuck's the word I want to say here? Compounding amount of bugs and just technical hiccups all the way through. That was very frustrating to me. Um, mm-hmm. But I always liked the story. That was a really good story. I loved uh, the stuff going on with uh, with the sisters, with the second and ninth sister, especially the second sister. I don't want to spoil anything because uh, the sequel is coming out in a couple weeks here. And I was like, I played the game. I remember just kind of playing it to play it at that point because um, I was so frustrated by the, the gameplay itself because it was my biggest play with that game when it came out was like it felt like they just played a bunch of other games and they just like what if we just combine this all together and make a Star Wars game out of it um, right and I played through it and I beat it uh, I finished through it today I just kind of mainlined it a little actually I, I think I, I probably did way more side stuff in this game than I did the first time around I think the first time I just I really just mainlined it um but it's it still very much Gables for almost four years later. I don't, I mean, take the bugs out of it. Kind of feel the exact same way. Um, <laughs> where it is like they played Uncharted 4, Metroidvania games, and Dark Souls. And it's like, what if we just make like that game, but like uh, 8 out of 10? And this is what that game is. It's an, like, I'm not trying to say it's a bad game, but it is a very solid 8 out of 10. Just, but from a huge AAA, you know, this is Respawn, this is Star Wars, this is EA putting out a game, and you expect way more out of it than what it was and what it is. Uh, I played through it again. I so I, I played it initially on PS4, and then I, I replayed it's on Game Pass. Um, yes. I was like, do I just do game? Do I just do New Game Plus? I'm like, oh, I'll just fuck it. I'll just play it on Xbox. You know, I'm like, oh, I'll get some achievements out of it too, whatever. Uh, and I wanted to kind of give myself a little bit because sometimes playing New Game Plus isn't the most fun thing to do. Um, so I just I just did that. Um, yeah, it, I feel like it is definitely feels like a game because like it's there's so much sliding in this game, especially like sliding through mud, which, you know, if you played Uncharted 4 in 2016, that was like a big thing they did in that game. It was really cool back then. It was like this is three years later. It's like, OK, it's like, this is a Star Wars game. But yeah, like I said, it just it just feels like they just made, they did their best to make a bunch of different games compiled together into a Star Wars game. And after they nailed the storyline, so like the story is actually really good. I love like stuff going with Siri, uh, Cal Kestis. I actually like him more now. Originally, uh, Trilla is awesome. Greasy Money, that's my boy. Love that guy. Um, but yeah, like I, I can't wait for like I'm higher on it then than when I you know now than I was then. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. It was fine. Like, the gameplay, like, it's just... The best way to describe everything is it just feels floaty. 
Like, oh, yeah. you know, like sometimes you play a shooter game and you like you're hitting somebody, but it doesn't feel like you're hitting somebody. Yeah. Like that's how it feels. Like it just like it feels like nothing is hitting, nothing's connecting. But like it's not bad. It's just like it's like going from like playing like a you know playing like a top tier like like a Call of Duty or a Gears of War or like a Destiny or like top notch game like shooter game, and then just playing like a run of the mill. 7 out of 10 shooter game. And it just doesn't feel the right. same. It doesn't, just doesn't feel right. And that's kind of how I feel playing through that game. Um, but Gables, I'm really upset with myself now. Um, and why? So after Rise of the Skywalker in 2019, I swore myself off from Star Wars after being a lifelong fan. Because um, Rise of Skywalker just broke me. Um, mm. That movie's offensively bad. It's terrible. Um, everybody that helped write that script that directed that movie. I'm not, not, I'm not blaming the producers, the makeup people, or even the actress, mostly the director. Fuck you. All right. Fuck you. You're a piece of shit. And I hate you. Somehow Palpatine has returned. Fuck off. Um, I'm not doing it again. Not doing it again. Okay. Take it back down level. Take it back down level. After swearing off Star Wars for a very long time, I'm thinking I'm back. I'm back. I started watching Andor this week in Gables. It's so goddamn good. What went wrong? How do we fuck up everything else? Obi-Wan. Trash. That show sucks. And I don't even blame the actors. What the fuck are we doing here with that? Um, Mando, mid. At least season one. I haven't watched the rest. Season one, mid. Um, like I said, Ryan Skogger, fuck off. Uh, Fallen Order, mid. But Andor is so fucking good, Gables. And it's to the point now where like there's the two anime shows out there, Clone Wars and Rebels. Mm-hmm. I googled important episodes to watch so I can skip all the filler episodes. So I'm gonna start doing that here soon. I'm gonna start watching Clone Wars. You might as well, dude, because isn't Andor the one, the character that stars no, inside of the Clone Wars? No, one? he's from Rogue One. Uh, okay. Ah- Ahsoka, I don't know how to pronounce. She's the one that just announced the TV, new TV show. Uh, she okay. is from Clone Wars and Rebels, so that's part of the reason why okay. I'm doing this. So. And that's all that shit. We got. I'm actually like, uh, the the then like I already started replaying through it, and then the Jedi Survivor previews dropped, um, on like Monday or Tuesday, and I watched some stuff on that, and it just looks so fucking good, Gables. Um, god damn it. God damn it. God damn it. I hate myself for this. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Like I. Uh, and then pops Lizzo and Jack Black. <laughs> oh God! I hate you so much right now, Gables. This whole episode—you you just pissed me off with the Red Hot Chili Pepper shit, and now the Lizzo Jack Black reference. God, oh, it's the only thing that I could actually just see like thumbnails on speaking throughout the Mandalorian, yeah. like 
season three. I, it's funny because I, I go on my way, even though I've been so out on <sighs> Star Wars, I go out of my way to yeah. avoid spoilers for this shit because I'm like, just yeah. in case. I, yeah. That one, those that shit was just unavoidable. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, it was. My God. what? Maybe I should get back out now before I get to that episode. Because eventually, <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm, I'm not looking forward to the day I'm going to go and watch Book of Boba Fett because that looks atrocious. Right. Um, because then now eventually it's me watching Mando. Um, God damn it! Why can't they just be bad? Just keep being bad. Why you got to be kind of cool again? And then, Andor's so good. How do we do it? Like how? Do, how? You fuck up the important shit. You fuck up the Jedi's. You fuck up the Skywalker shit. But somehow you do this. The side shit is cool. Andor. Oh boy. We already know. Like this is a prequel to the Rogue One stuff. So we already know. The, yeah. What happens with this character? But you you fucking you're nailing Andor. Really. Really. If Justin's here right, if Justin hears me now or later. I'm never gonna hear the end of this fucking shit. Cause that son of a bitch defends everything goddamn Star Wars and it drives me up the goddamn wall. Up the goddamn for twenty fucking years. I've been arguing about the fucking goddamn prequels with him. Uh that son of a bitch. That son of a I fucking hate him. My best friend. I hate you. You son of a bitch. I love you. I hate you. But I love you. But I hate you. Um anyways. I'm playing Fallen Order. That was about Fallen Order, by the way. I'm back in Star Wars, and I hate myself for it, Gables. I, I can't believe it. I can't believe I'm back in, and I'm pissed off about it. I'm not happy about oh. it, but Andor is so goddamn good. It did it. Uh, Gables, what have you been playing? Well, good. It's not good, Gables. All right. Well, at least you're enjoying some portions of it. I mean, come yeah, on. Right. Andor's so good. But like you, I have also been playing some older games and stuff. Uh, some comfort games, you know, I'm playing a little bit of New Super Mario Bros. U, playing a little bit of Mario 64 or something like that on the Switch Online stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the reason I just had a hankering just to play a little bit of Mario. I mean, that's just how I am with some aspects to where I really wanted to play Super Mario Bros. U. So I got, so yeah, I got through, continued back to where I left off previously. And I've gone the first four worlds and stuff completed getting all the coins and all the other stuff going to like soda pop jungle and stuff and going to the, the poison theme levels and stuff. That's where I left off of as for like the Mario 64 stuff. I've been watching Maximilian do just try to play Super Mario 64 for the first time. And it's really fucking hysterical, especially. So um, the stuff that really made me laugh was when he finally got to the, the snow world for the first time. Right. And in Mario 64, the snow world stuff, you have the cottage, you have the baby penguin, you have this and that. Oh my god, the amount of times I saw him just both, mostly just like, mostly like just like fail epically over like, overthinking certain aspects of it. It, oh my gosh, it, it was just hysterical, dude. Like he would take the baby penguin, he would try to find out like ways he can go and like get down the hill and stuff like that to get to get to the mother penguin. He tried going on the bridge to do that warp trick or something. Because on the beginning portion of that stage in Mario 64, you go to the right, and there's like this broken bridge. You stand at the corner of it. It's supposed to warp you down to the bottom of like uh, the other 
like broken bridge or something, but you can get like the coins and other aspects that way. No, what does he do? He grabs the baby penguin, right? He tries to edge himself down. Then he completely slides off. He keeps sliding off like the freaking cliff and like just falling down the freaking pit. At one point, he had the baby penguin with something. He was like really close to it, like right? And he accidentally drops the baby penguin over the edge Jesus and stuff. Christ. And then all of a sudden, he just goes over the edge with Mario as well. It's like... <laughs> but, uh... Oh, I'll tell you what. The main game that I was testing out and playing, that was an older game, is something I've been having a subtle interest in playing, and that was trying to get into Mortal Kombat. Now, that's that's big for me, because I don't generally play too much Mortal Kombat stuff at all. I mean... I've been an outsider looking in, people play the games, this and that. I decided to download Mortal Kombat X. And so what I ended up doing, downloaded X, I wanted to try to play a little bit of the game and stuff. So I just decided, okay, let's just pick Scorpion. Let's just go for it and let's just play a little bit of it and stuff and see what ends up happening. So I did a couple experimental matches, kind of uh, get myself a good feeling of it. I go to the first player stuff and you see these these modes and stuff like represent the different towers, you know, like there's the classic one where you basically fight off against like 10, 10 opponents and stuff. And then that's like a, a traditional sort of like arcade mode style. Then you have one where it's like an endless mode. Then you have another one that has all these gimmicks and stuff. I'll tell you what, man, these gimmicks are absolute bullshit. <laughs> Cause there'll be some that will have, okay, you have extra armor or you regenerate health or, and it keeps, they keep stacking on more gimmick after more gimmicks after more gimmicks in each round until finally you're in the last stage of it and there's like about six or seven gimmicks or something like that inside of this one match. And so sometimes the fights will last maybe like a few seconds. Sometimes they'll last about like three, five, three to five minutes because of how crazy this is. But one of the, one of the modes I had enjoyed, it was something similar to like the, the classic Mortal Kombat games. You know, you're, like uh, your show of strength like basically you have to mash the buttons in order to try to crack and stuff like that break the cement blocks and all of this stuff oh my god this almost broke me and i'll tell you why it's because they want you to go and do kind of like how you did back in the day you had the face buttons right the face buttons are what you had to mash on in order to try to get it to the extent to where you get it precisely to break the slabs. Oh, boy. They they do this for around maybe like eight to ten times that you need to do this, right? Each time it gets getting harder and harder and harder. Like, uh, I think I failed like a handful of times and stuff, but the last one was so much bullshit because I'm literally having to pace and just try to mash the buttons with my thumbs, and I'm holding my controller, Right. Okay, this is my Switch here, right? So it's like I'm holding my controller like this sideways, putting my freaking my hands, my thumbs on both fingers, and I'm just mashing like crazy up until I finally get the matching circles and stuff. And uh, I am plat I'm actually excited to say I did pass that damn mode. It was a pain in the ass, but it was actually super fun to go and get all that like straight away and stuff. Oh. What I have gotten through from playing Mortal Kombat so far, that's Mortal Kombat X, it actually is pretty damn fun. It's pretty fluid. It's taken a little bit to get used to the whole 
routines of certain button combinations that'll go and execute Scorpion's moves. The fatality stuff's pretty fun. I'm mean, not going to lie about it. From someone that's relatively new to Mortal Kombat, you know, it's definitely takes some time to get used to. But at the same time, I know there's some fun-ass characters inside this game. Many consider, like, this particular Mortal Kombat to be pretty damn good in comparison to some of the original ones. Especially, like, uh, 2 and then 3 Ultimate and stuff like that. The Mortal Kombat trilogy stuff. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been playing this this week. All right. Well, very cool, Cables. Um, well, I think that might actually do it for this this week, guys. Um, wow. <clears throat> if you guys liked that, please like, follow, subscribe. Um, if you got any tips on what I could do to get uh, Taylor Swift's um, attention out there, maybe give myself a shot, let me know. I, I am a desperate man. Um, don't tell her about the fact that I'm back into Star Wars, though. I think that <laughs> might hurt my chances. Um, but yeah, other than that, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you like all that, please like, follow, subscribe. Look in that description down below. Links to all of our socials, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Extra Life. Um, please check all those out. Really, 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 really would appreciate it if you did all that. Um, but I, I was your host. I was Tyler. I'm Colonel Gables. Till next time, everyone. Thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. And hey, Gables. Yeah. Haters are going to hate, 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 hate. <laughs> I'm just going to shake, 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 shake. God damn it, right, Gables? <laughs> yeah, that's what we're going to do. I'm so fucking proud. Oh, my God. Love you guys. I Bye. At least make you happy once this podcast. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> fucking right. Uh, Bye, guys. See ya. You're the goddamn man. <laughs> <laughs>